Action Park Media. Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to this episode of the podcast. I speak to Kiwi Olympian um, boxer, animal activist, absolute delight, David. And I love this episode. It is so refreshing to speak to people who are at the top of their game, who are so humbled and joyous in their pursuit. There's a lot to take away from this episode. So appreciative of his time. This is Pretty Depressed with David. First and foremost, he is an SPCA ambassador, so ranks highly in my <laughs> in my list of humans. An Olympian, an amazing boxer, and has agreed to chat to me and talk about mindset and everything wonderful. So welcome, David. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Yeah, I guess the, the place where I first kind of wanted to start was, I guess, understanding a little bit of your journey into boxing. Traditionally, I feel like most people had had like uh, childhoods or something in like the discipline becomes something really joyous and exciting and you find power in that. Was that your journey or how, how boxing? Because I'm sure not a lot of people are like, I'm going to get punched in the face for a living or punch others. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, um. I think I think like I, I'm probably not too dissimilar to a lot of other boxers. Like I, I have an older brother who I like um, was always striving to beat up. Um, mm-hmm. My dad was uh, was a is still an avid fan of of boxing, so uh, that was a big motivator for me to to get into boxing. Um, and of course, you want to make your parents proud. Um, he was easily pleased actually, but my my mum was actually a lot tougher, a lot harder to impress, um, which is I, I guess like probably pretty understandable for a lot of mothers but um for me it was just uh it was it was a little bit different to the other sports you know I was like quite a small kid like I didn't get selected for the big rugby teams um because I was like too small too skinny um I I I got into athletics um and then when I started having my growth spurts I had all these um silly injuries that kind of held me back um so yeah boxing was just like a know a, f- a fresh change so um yeah nothing nothing super exciting but um it's it's kind of led to to some real blessings in my life um so i feel like um with acting there is nothing that feels better than between action and cut i'm the most present like normally as a human in life i live in my like anxiety about the future or my depression about the past and like i really struggle yeah. being in the now without mm. having both those narratives present but mm. interestingly enough when i'm acting between action and cut it's like hyper focused for me i'm so in it i it's almost like i black out and i come out of it and i'm like that was so fun is that what it's like when you're fighting? So that's like that's like your um, release from, uh, I guess, social pressure, and uh, which seems so backwards to me because, and like what I do probably seems very backwards to you as well. Um, but yeah, for me, for me, it has been has been a release. It's like uh, a means to express myself without apology um, and without feeling like uh, you know I'll be judged which I very much will be like, you know, that you're, you're literally being judged on how well you could beat a guy up, but uh, it's yeah, very much so um, a way that I can express 
all aspects of myself and and not feel not feel like the the pressure um i was actually explaining to somebody yesterday um how i would really struggle doing just about anything other than boxing um you know i if i had to work in retail i can't even imagine um you know welcoming people into a store all day and asking if if i can help them you know is there there anything i can help you with you know are you looking for anything in particular i get like i'm literally sweating just thinking about um you know (laughs) silly silly like um not even silly but just like regular interactions that people have for hours and hours a day yeah like just the small talk um but at the end of the day i've found um i've found my peace uh, in a boxing ring in front of um people that want to see either you or the other guy get really badly hurt so um it's a funny business to be in but uh yeah like i said it's 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 um it's taught me a lot about life and a lot about uh what it means to be a good person what has it taught you what are some of those takeaways i don't plan on having a professional boxing career so i'll just take your lessons and i'll apply them without (laughs) (laughs) no yeah um i it's there's no sport like more humbling than boxing because uh I feel like any any top boxer or any top martial artist for that matter has been humbled at some point. Um, and I can definitely say, uh, you know, I've had my, um, uh, I guess I've had my fair share of, you know, being brought down to size and having my, um, my ego checked. So uh, it's, it's, it's been such an amazing experience to, I guess, learn the uh learn how i react to to uh, i guess situations like that where you you know you might think you're you're one thing but um someone goes and exposes you and make that you know just brings you back down to size and that that's kind of the last few months um training in the uk have been um a, a point point in case uh like i've been training with with the gypsy king um tyson fury and he yeah. basically within 30 seconds of uh of training with him um he'd like just put, picked apart everything that I was doing wrong and basically made me feel like a novice, which is, um, yeah, humbling, humbling. It's like, that's one of the, one of the best things that, um, I think anybody can, can experience is just being humbled, um, on a regular basis. And it's, yeah, yeah I guess the, the, the only, the only, um, deterrent for a sport like boxing is the, you know, the, I guess, um, the fact that the intention is, hurt other people and a lot of people don't want to risk um you know getting hurt to to learn a lesson you know um yeah it's great yeah (laughs) um talk to me a little bit about drive and mindset so i imagine you can't pursue a career like you're pursuing without having a really strong drive to want to achieve because from the looks of it on instagram you're getting up every day and you're working out and I have that exercise bike behind me and I feel like it stares at me and I battle it every day. Being yeah, like, I don't yeah. want to. I've been there. I've been there. How many times have you been on that bike? Every day. Honestly. I'm trying to, honestly. Yes. And what day, what day is it? And then like you. <laughs> Eight. You're I have a checklist, really well. so I'm you're not lying so to you. Well. Oh my gosh. So honestly, like I, when I was in MIQ, I couldn't do, I couldn't do anything. It was, um, so you, you probably do it better than I do, but for me, um, I, I find my, I find my inspiration. I find my drive, uh, from different things from week to week. Like, um, my only real, uh, constant has been coffee and good, like 
good music you know like um that okay. they've been my they've been my um my companions through it all like the highs and the lows like i love good coffee i love um good music and you know they're, they're the old faithful at the end of the day like i mm-hmm. i don't have um you know i put i put uh i'm not i'm not over i'm not religious but i mm-hmm. have a lot of faith in myself and a lot and what i stand for um and so that's my drive it really comes down to trying to be the best version of myself for other people and being able to um, help and inspire other people. And uh, you're, I imagine you're very similar um, having worked with the SPCA and whatnot. You want to be able to give back and actually share, um, share what you've learned and actually be able to give back, um, I guess, to, to, you know, the, the people and the, you know, the animals in our case that, that really deserve it, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, you were quite open last year about saying that you were having some a little bit of struggle with um, as much or as little as you want to speak into this. Like, mm. I'm curious to know what that looked like for you. Like, how did it present? And were you aware that you weren't in a good space or were you just feeling mm. a bit numb? Um, I think it sometimes helps to kind of put some words to those symptoms uh, for people yeah. who are either going through it or know someone going through it of what it can actually feel like when you're not used to not feeling okay. Mm, mm. Yeah. So I've, I have like very limited experience with um, uh, depression and anxiety, but um, after I qualified for the Olympics in 2020, the day I came back from, from my qualifying tournament, we went straight into the very first lockdown uh, during like during the start of COVID. So um, I was riding like a, a massive high and it was like really exciting times, but um, I quickly realized that that could mean that there's going to be no Olympics um, and that my, my idea of what my purpose was, was kind of taken away from me in some, uh, in some regards. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't quite understand it at first. Um, so I started to, I actually started to document um quite regularly my thoughts and feelings um just to my gopro and i'd uh i'd try to chop them up and i'd like i didn't i didn't get the confidence or i didn't um end up actually posting any of it i wanted to like um make a youtube or something but uh it was it was a tough one because i i didn't quite understand why i was feeling that way and it, it took me a good year to actually understand um that uh, you know, I, I started to feed into it a little bit. I started to actually, um, by being vulnerable, vulnerable, I started to, um, rely a little bit on, I guess the, um, the, the encouragement by other people. A lot of people would, you know, say, wow, you're, you're, you're very brave to talk about that. You're, you're brave to be vulnerable. But I, I felt like I was actually starting to, um, rely on that a little bit. And I started feeling like a bit of a a bit of a um uh like a victim a victim of it but everybody's going through the same thing and so um this is this was like a um a very personal challenge that I set myself because um I knew what I was capable of but I knew that I was also uh opening opening the floodgates to to energy that wasn't necessarily um positive uh, and like, uh, like it, it wasn't, it wasn't creating any more growth. So I actually, I actually switched the tap off and I stopped talking about it, um, mm-hmm. until 
I had, you know, achieved my goal, which was to go to the Olympics. Um, mm-hmm. And I learned over that time that, or like after that time, that there's a, there, for me, there's a time and place to vocalize and to um, actually tell people about, you know, what, what I've been going through and doing it from a position of, of power and success. Mm-hmm. I can speak on not only the hardships, but the, um, you know, what I was able to achieve. And so that going to the Olympics and um, earning a, a medal was, was kind of, uh, it was a massive, a massive achievement for me. And like, I was the only one that really knew what I, what I was going through, but um, yeah. the, some of the, I guess the, the symptoms um, like I, I was, it was really confusing. I started, um, I started smelling myself. I started smelling, uh, like dirty. I started, I felt like I was dirty all the time. I, um, I felt like I hadn't moved, uh, in weeks all the time. Like I would have just had a shower and I came out and I, I would notice a bad smell and it was like, so, so foreign. Um, mm-hmm. and it wasn't, it wasn't until I started talking to people that I actually did understand that, that, that I'm not as mentally healthy as, as I have been in the past. And it was confusing because I'd never experienced um, depression before. And it was like, like I said, very mild. Like, I don't think it was a, it was a big deal, but um, everything's relative. And so mm-hmm. for me, this was, this was my dream being taken away from me. And um, I encourage everybody to like keep dreaming because that's kind of what, um, you know, what, what keeps life interesting and what, what, um, will bring the most fulfillment. Um, is there, is there yeah. anything that you're kind of actively doing um, now I, or mind of how you would do things differently after having this experience? Because a lot of people, whether you, you know, have depression as in that some a chemical imbalance or whether life throws you something, which mm. calls, which a lot of people will go through, you know, life has a lot of, hiccup moments whether it's trauma or something drastic can happen that causes people to go into depression when you're mm. doing a sport like boxing i would love you to only have wins and mm. career but you know you're very young and early in your career i'm sure there will be some upsets down the path have you got mm. anything in place of what you would do differently so that if something feels like you get the rug pulled from under you again you're maybe better set up to not um hopefully not experience that kind of yeah depression again no I, th- I think nothing in life nothing good in life lasts forever like including us so mm-hmm. it's it's i think it's important just to accept um some of the shortcomings as as an opportunity to grow so for me like hindsight is twenty twenty. like you can you can you can um look back and say oh you know this is what where I went wrong and this is what I could have done better. But at the end of the day, um, I'm glad that I had that opportunity to, to feel small and to feel um, like a little bit helpless, a little bit hopeless because um, over that time I started recognizing uh, not only in myself, but in other people, I was at, like uh, I had this, this really strange um, new vision where I could actually, uh, I felt like I could see sadness in other people. It's like, it's not really a superpower, but um, I started recognizing when somebody was having a hard time, I'd, I'd like, I've, which makes me feel like maybe I was completely ignorant um, beforehand, but having that, um, that ability to kind of uh, recognize when people might be struggling or just 
having the wherewithal and, um, you know, reaching out to those people and saying, Hey, like, how are you doing today? Someone said that to me. And that was actually, uh, it was, it was in the gym. We're at the gym. It was Sarah Walker, uh, one of our like best BMX riders of all time. Um, and she asked me if I was okay. And it was almost like, um, popping a balloon. I just realized I was like, wow. I was like, not really, not really. I don't yeah. think I am. But nobody had, nobody had, um, you know, approached me with that kind of, um, that directness and said, Hey, like, how are you doing? And I was like, wow. And like, I, like I was already like, I was in the gym, but I wasn't sweating until, until like she asked me that. And I was, it was amazing. I, um, I felt like that a lot of people need to, uh, need to hear that or need to have that, um, you know, have people reach out to them because you don't know what people are going through. Like I, 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 I'm, I've always been in like physically good shape. I always carry around a smile. Um, I'll always be polite. I'll always uh, make a joke, but I like, I was having a really hard time. And like, it, w- it wasn't until then that I could actually openly say, Oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing so well. And I think she was aware because a lot of us athletes were in the same boat. We, nobody really knew what was going on or, um, you know, where, where the future was going to, was going to lead us. So, um, yeah, I don't think I don't think looking back that I would do anything differently because I've grown I've grown because of it. But um, recognizing uh, the the people that can help you and the I guess the resources you have is really important because um, if you don't utilize them when you need it, um, obviously you could end up a lot further down the hill. So for me, yeah. I feel like I was quite lucky. Definitely. Um, I'm curious to know what your brain looks like. Like, what's going on up there? If it was like a scene, is it calm? Oh, is it chaos? Idea. What does it look like? What do you mean on like a on a daily basis, or like if I'm like lying in bed, or if I'm sitting on the toilet, or like, I guess like mean, in general, what's what, what does general. it look like up there? Um, gosh, if I had to like paint a picture, mm-hmm. it would be it'd be pretty colorful. I'd say it's pretty colorful. Um, Mm -hmm. there are like, there are like, there are dull days, but, um, on the whole, I, I like to see the, um, the, 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 I guess the beauty in life. I do get a little bit down, uh, sometimes around, you know, what, what we're doing to the earth as, as people, as a collective. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, that's why I, I try to do little things and I don't feel like I'm doing a lot. Um, I know I could be doing a lot more for, um, for other, for others and in turn for myself, like to, to feel better about the world. But, um, I, yeah, I've, I, I, I live, I live, I feel very blessed to be able to do what I do. Um, and it's, it's fun. I like, I, I honestly, I have like such an easy life, um, as, as, as hard as it would be for other people. I feel like, it's um, so primal, so primal. There's nothing like winning a fight. And it's like, I'm not a violent person at all. I've like, I've never, I've never taken back a bad coffee. I can't do confrontation. I've never been in a street fight. I've never, um, you know, been close to being uh, in a school fight even. It's yeah. like, I, I have no, I have no, uh, I, I don't have a, a mean bone in my body, but um, that's an art form. It's an art form and it's, it's, uh, it's, it is very primal. And so I'm able to, like I said before, I'm able to express myself 
in ways that I can't do elsewhere because um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like confrontation. I don't like uh, being, being mean, which is how it's perceived. People uh, perceive boxers to be mean and tough and yeah. angry, but I like, I don't have any of that. So it's a, it's a way for me to actually exercise that, um, that part of being human, which is, yeah. uh, you know, fight, fight or flight. Um, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a two star hotel right now in a small town in the UK where there was a, there were massive domestics last night. Um, in the room just next to me, I felt someone, I literally felt someone put their fist through the wall right behind me. Um, but I have a great life. I like, I love life and I, I, I feel blessed to be right where I am at this very time. So, um, and I'm, I, I'm at a point in my career where, uh, there'll be some big turns and like, hopefully my career is fruitful, but right now I can say that I'm content and I'm happy um, with, with where I am because I know that I'm on a journey and this, this, this hotel is a small part of a, of a big journey. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) We will send thoughts and prayers. Hope everyone next door is okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think they are. I think they're just having Maybe they're just trying to entice you. Maybe they're like, I hear there's a boxer next door. I'll see. (laughs) No, it was too late, too loud. It was about Um, one in the morning. Shocking. Do you, I'm assuming that again, assumptions, um, that you're probably your worst critic. Do you have that inside voice of knowing you could work harder? Like what's that kind of self-talk like in your head? Are you, do you, is it your own voice pushing yourself or do you kind of rely on external things or yeah. Where's, where is the pressure coming from in your, in your role? That's a great question. I don't really know. I think, I think I've, um, I know what I'm capable of and anything less than uh, excellence in my mind is, um, is a bit of a failure, but I, I work hard on a regular basis and I know I work hard and the people around me can appreciate the hard work. And when I, when I, when I'm able to, um, you know, prove people wrong or when I'm able to, uh, you know, uh, really like punch above my weight, then I feel that I do, I do rely a little bit on external, um, sources like people giving me that, um, that nod of approval, uh, like when I when I earned some respects with the Furies, I felt like that's pretty cool. That's pretty special because these are um, these people are the best in the business, and they've they've kind of been and done everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having that having that uh, feeling of like mutual respect is is really special. And so I, I strive for that. Um, and so I, I've always been being a I, I'm the third sibling of four, and so I've. I have an older brother who I've always wanted to, you know, chase. And like I said, he was part of the reason why I got into boxing in the first place. So um, I've always been, I've always had the chases mentality. Um, I've always wanted to keep up with him, uh, impress him. Uh, if he, if he said I couldn't do something, I'd prove him wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he said jump off that roof, I'd go and jump off that roof and you know, prove to him it's safe. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's it's just kind of it's just kind of been um, a matter of you know. I, I do feel a little bit like I want to impress other people in order mm-hmm. to impress myself, but um, I think that's, that's okay to natural. say. That's I've spent my whole life as a people pleaser. I'm like, yeah, I, I need yeah, verbal I validation. Totally, <laughs> I've now totally. got this thing where I now just ask people for compliments because I'm like, I'm being such an asshole to myself <laughs> that I'm going to yes. say something nice. <laughs> that's so cute. 
Yeah, but I'm totally, I'm become very comfortable with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think, um, I think having, having like, uh, I've, I have a supportive family and I've, I've always wanted to impress my parents. Like one of my, uh, one of my biggest achievements to date is actually knowing that, uh, having, having a great relationship with my parents, you know, I love them. They love me. Um, and that's a relationship that I strive to have with, you know, with my children down the line, I'd like to have children and I'd like for them to want to be my friend, you know, um, yeah. cause at the end of the day, I want to look after my parents when they're, you know, when, they're, when they're old and sick. So, um, yeah. I feel like that's, that I, I, I do seek that, um, that approval because I like to know that I'm heading in the right direction to, to be the right person for the people that deserve it, you know? That's nice. Um, and then lastly, to wrap up, not that I doubt my skills as a professional athlete, I just haven't figured out my sport yet. But um, <laughs> as someone who most likely or possibly will not stand on a, an Olympic stage uh, and receive a medal, that's such a, an experience that has, is held by so few people. I was just curious of what it feels like. Was it what you built it up to be? Was it actually not? Like, I, I'm just interested in your experience or if it was just different than you thought it would feel. Because when I've ever achieved anything great in my career, I thought I would be filled with this elation and joy mm. and want to jump or drink. Mm. And I exclusively have needed to take a nap because it's felt like it's such a buildup to that point. And then finally, when it happens, it's just the exhaustion of all that hard work mm. that you speak of. And it was, it's just curious to me in the moments that that's happened in my life, that what I thought I would feel of an overwhelming mm. relation and energy mm. is actually a feeling of exhaustion of achievement. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, now I can like relax for a second. So I was just curious yeah. what that, what your experience was. Well, tell me what, tell me what your one is first. Like what, what is your experience with, like that, that feeling, because like, I, I feel like we've all had it, but they come in diff like different shapes and sizes. What was something that, that yeah, so I, I, job um, of my career in 2014, it was my first big Hollywood job. It was yeah. with amazing actors. And it was because my dream to that point felt a little bit like a pipe dream. You know, everyone's like, yeah. she's off to America and yeah, the yeah, amount yeah. of people that get to work as actors in America at that level is so few based on the amount of people pursuing a common pursuit career. And so I never doubted myself, but I wasn't getting the, re the result was get to than my ego mm. thought that I mm. deserved it for. And when I, the process into booking the job was multiple auditions in front of arenas mm. of executives. And it was just a high pressure situation where wow. you're supposed wow. to perform and be funny in front of people who could care less to be there. Yeah. And so when I booked the job, I got it, got it a phone call and my friends had champagne and stuff like at the ready, but hidden in case it was a bad oh, phone call. And they just wanted so like, cute. we're so excited. And people were ringing me and I didn't want to talk to anyone. I actually withdrew because I was just, I felt so tired three days. I could barely have energy to do anything because wow. I was so exhausted and I just really wasn't. <laughs> That wasn't the picture of the experience of what I thought achievement would look like for me physically. So, mm, yeah. Mm. That's really interesting. So I, I, I can kind of relate in some ways. Um, mm -hmm. For me, there were, there were stages along the way that I knew, um, obviously, like 
in a in a, an Olympic tournament, um, especially boxing, if you win a bronze medal, that means you lost at some point. So at some point, I had to lose, and so the losing was also a result. If you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. uh, my my real elation was actually making it through to the medal rounds, um, and I knew that I was capable of that, and I allowed myself uh, the freedom to. To, to shout to shout and actually like embrace it there and then and like announce myself to to the whole of to 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 the to the history books you know mm-hmm. um and so that for me was was one of the the peaks of my career um but of course yeah after after when it's all said and done um uh i you know i i came back to miq where you are right now and i spent um two two full weeks alone. by myself <laughs> alone and yeah th- th- there was a bit of an anticlimax and th- the entire olympic experience was different to what i what i had expected uh being in a covid world um you know with no crowds uh they had they had um uh what do you call it like artificial uh ambient noise above the ring they had a speaker of like a like a crowd and it was it was just so bizarre but um nothing nothing is ever as nothing ever is as it seems um and the same the same goes for television i'm sure you're very aware you know Mm -hmm. like um it's all like it's long and it's drawn out and same with the training process Uh, i train a lot um i spend a lot of my days tired i had a two-hour nap today um and that was for me a pretty big highlight you know and so when you when you when you think of a sport like boxing when you see somebody uh, on the big stage or when you see yourself in a movie um your 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 idea of where you are and what you're doing is very different to what everybody else sees um mm. uh, but at the same time you want to be able to embrace it and uh be as present as you can and appreciate your own work because um you know if, if you if you're not able to do that then you're probably in the wrong line of work or doing it for the wrong reasons um but at the end of the day, like nobody else can do the hard work for you. And uh, there's no other way to get that feeling other than um, committing yourself and being disciplined because um, it was, it was interesting just tonight, actually Tyson was saying in the gym, there's no other, there's no other way to get that feeling of, um, you know, uh, feeling the accomplishment of training hard and being tired. You can't get that anywhere else. Um, and there's nobody that can do it for you. So at the end of the day, I, I feel like um, my work ethic and my drive to be to be a better version of myself is what um, you know gives me that that feeling of sat- that that satisfaction. And um, yeah, I think everybody can can kind of relate to that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, thank you for giving me so much of your time tonight. I'm so grateful, and it's such a joy speaking to you. I'm such a big fan, and can't wait to hopefully. Hopefully the next time you do a, a big fight, you don't have to have fake ambient cheering from a speaker. Yeah, it's shocking, huh? yeah. No, it's really I've good got a, I've got a good it. cheer, so I promise um, I will be there and I will be I cheering. I bet you're a great cheerleader. I am. Yeah. I really <laughs> yeah. am. You're the best, the best hype woman. <laughs> I would be. I, yeah. I'm happy to come. I feel like I would be actually very, very good at that role. Um, Thank you so much. I love you with all my heart and it's been an absolute joy. Awesome. Thanks, Kim. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening.
for listening to this week's episode of Pretty Depressed. A massive shout out to our executive producer, Kevin Connolly, and the amazing production team at Action Park Media. Now, I love validation, so please subscribe to this podcast. Give me five stars. Write some nice comments is what I live for. I need it to get through my day. Uh, you can also check us out at Pretty Depressed underscore on Instagram or send any feedback to Pretty Depressed Podcast at gmail.com. Cheers.